Welcome to the Retro Photo Film Podcast, where we break down 50 years of film and digital photography with a true Renaissance man. Grab your favorite darkroom snack. It's time to talk photography with your host, Al Talene. I have a photograph which is called Horse and Rider, and it is one of my favorite photographs that I have taken. It was taken at a Custer battle in 1993 at uh, actually the same Little Bighorn River, a bend in the river called Medicine Coulee Bend, which actually is a piece of property that is owned still by the Indians. The government has bought everything else up around where the Custer battle was, turned it into a park, except the Indians will not relinquish this piece of property. There's a road that travels through their property back to the other parts where the soldiers in there starting their battle where they started and so it's not a, a trek that a lot of people take but anyway so this was Medicine Coulee Bend 1993 and I took my son and his friend with me and when we got there we found out that there was a TV crew that was there to photograph two reenactment battles that were going on one was outside of Hardin, Montana and this was outside of Hardin, too, but it was actually on the Sioux Reservation, and it was their property. It wasn't the quote-unquote Custer battle put on by the Hardin Chamber of Commerce, which I had photographed for years. It was a great thing, but the battle, as it took place, and how it kind of started was that Custer came down off the top of a hillside, come down to the Little Bighorn River, and saw the teepees on the other side of the river and thought, oh, here's where we'll start. And yeah, I don't know how he thought, but this is kind of like what we, they recreate and think what he did was that, so he thought he would take out this village. And so as they went across the river with their 152 or something, and as they went across the river, they found out that the village was now staffed with thousands of Indians. And so that's where the battle started at the, Medicine Coulee Bend, and then it wound itself up until it got to the top of the hill, miles away where the monument is and where the last stand actually took place on top of this hilltop and crest. But this is where it started. So this is where they Sioux wanted to do their reenactment. Well, they had had some reenactors from California come who had authentic gear and was really great. The news TV station was like way excited over all of this, and it was great. What they did was they said, if you want to photograph this while we're doing it, go ahead. Just don't get in front of our cameras. And I said, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll stand in the water, in the battle, and I'll be by your cameraman. So they did, and we were in water up to probably just past our knees. And the Indians would come in from behind us, and the soldiers came in from the front of us. And then they would clash and they would start their battle and, and fight in the water. And then they'd go back out and they'd come back again. And we did this a whole bunch of times. And they would trade kind of back and forth going, okay, okay, you go through now. And, and so I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I just stood in the water. I had two 35-millimeter cameras with me. And so I loaded them both up with the black and white film, uh, one with close-up and one with a telephoto lens on. Not a long one, a short kind of telephoto lens. I said, I'll just stand here and click pictures. The toughest thing was was rewinding film really fast in between all the shoots and taking things, being sopping wet. 
because as you look at the horse and rider, I had on a normal lens at that point, and so he was really close to me. He was about five feet away from me as he went charging past. As he went charging past, the water was just splashing everywhere, all over the place. One of the wonderful things about photography is that if you're photographing at the right time of day, wonderful things happen. Like this was later in the afternoon, in this, towards evening, and so we had sun coming in from the, and I'm shooting kind of like directly into the sun, but I got trees and riverbank and all other stuff there, so it's not like right at the sun coming at me, but it lit everything up. So he kind of became almost a silhouette, but as he traveled through the river and rode really fast, he sped up all these water splashes and they turned into billions of droplets, big droplets and teeny droplets. And it looks like the whole paper was just was a big snowstorm. And But it's all water droplets. As I captured that, now if I'd had digital, it would have been like, whoa, look what I captured. This is great. But I didn't know until I actually got back and processed the film and looked how fabulous I thought I was getting it. I was hoping I was getting it because I knew what was happening. And I thought, okay, if I shoot this at the right shutter speed, I'll stop these water droplets right in the midair. And so I did. And it worked. And so you see this with these billions of water droplets going on. And the, the horse is totally immersed up to the saddle, I think, in water. It's a great shot. He's got his rifle out. So while this was happening, I mean, that, that shot took place. But the rest of the shots were the Indians fighting the cavalry back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the hardest part was that some of the Indians put on sunglasses. They were riding bareback, but they put on sunglasses because they were riding in the sun. It's like they didn't want to be having the sun in their eyes. And I didn't have a chance to make them take them all off. And it wasn't my shoot. It was the TV people. So they didn't really care about the authenticity. I'm the one that cared about the authenticity of what it actually looked like. So later, when I digitized these, I actually took the sunglasses off of the Indians, which was kind of cool. But I had these great battles of the Indians back and forth. So what I would do is they came around, I would shoot the cavalry from one side, whip right around behind me and photograph the Indians coming in, or I would just stand there and let them come at me from both sides. And as I'm standing there, and they're just coming straight at me, fighting and shooting and everything else in the air, and I'm just clicking away as far as I can click. And I'm just totally soaked, everything soaked. I kept wiping off the lens so that I didn't have total blur on the lens, but it was a really kind of a, an exhilarating experience to be standing there in the middle of this battle and thinking about it. Everything is happening pretty fast, and you're clicking pretty quick, and I shot lots of film, but I was thinking about it going, wow, this is kind of like maybe what was happening. Here they are fighting each other in the middle of this river and Little Bighorn, and it was a reenactment on the exact same day of the actual battle. So that was really kind of cool. It was in June. It, that was kind of crossed my mind about how cool this really was of these guys taking and having this battle and me thinking, I'm going, wow, it would have been cool to photograph it then. It's even really cool now photographing the reenactment of it and capturing it all on this great film. So that's what the, the horse and rider is all about, and that's what the picture depicts that. And I have sepia toned it and regular black and white, but I like the sepia tones. And uh, someone asked me on my Instagram account and said, so why do you use sepia tone? What is the worth of sepia tone? 
And I answered it back and said, it's basically a replication of what we thought the old prints would look like and what it was. And of course, this was all done with chemicals. These were all processed and printed in the darkroom. So it's done with chemicals. Nowadays, you just hit the little sepia button on your phone or the, hit it on the, in your computer and turn it whatever color you want it to be. We had several colors of sepia tone and that was it, all done by chemicals. And we had to make them in the darkroom and do it after the print was already printed. Again, this is one of my, my favorite shots and the battle scenes are really wonderful too. I don't ever published the battle scenes. This one I have published and uh, I have made a poster out of this one. But that's kind of like my Custer battle for 1993. You have been listening to the Retro Photo Film Podcast. Follow Al on Instagram at Retro Photo Film to see all his latest photos and learn more about the stories behind the photos.